This is Factual America. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. Zero Gravity is an intimate portrait and cinematic ode to jazz giant Wayne Shorter's life and music. Long considered one of the greatest modern composers and musicians of American music, it is Shorter's life that has been an inspiration to all who have known him. Producer and director Dorsai Levy joins us to talk about her longtime friend and mentor in the documentary that was a lifetime in the making. Stay tuned. Dorsai, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you? Very good. It's good to be here. Well, it's great to have you on. Uh, as our listeners and viewers should know, if, after seeing that uh, intro, we're t- uh, listening to it. We're uh, talking about Wayne Shorter, Zero Gravity. It releases on August 25th this year on Amazon Prime, what would have been Wayne Shorter's 90th birthday, who uh, unfortunately passed away earlier this year, but after a very extremely fruitful and long life. So um, welcome to, again to Factual America and congratulations on the release. It must be, uh, must be quite a relief for you. And uh, yes, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's been a long journey, but we're finally here. Yes, and we're going to talk about that journey uh, in, a, in a bit. But maybe uh, for our um, listeners um, who uh, probably haven't had a chance to see, this will, this will be embargoed till I'm not exactly sure when, but just before, right, right around the release time. Um, what is Wayne Shorter Zero Gravity all about? Maybe you can give us a synopsis. Well, it's actually my cinematic portrait of Wayne Shorter's life and music. And uh, I weigh heavily more on his life. The music is very important, but he is such an enigmatic, amazing human being. And my focus was to tell his story in three parts and three pivotal moments of his life and music and how his life informed his music. Uh, Indeed. And... um... I think probably first people probably come to this knowing him f- about through the music. Um, mm-hmm. And what an incredible career he had. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, it's jazz icon after jazz icon gets mentioned in your film. It's all the, it's the typical thing that those first name, you know, you say <laughs> Miles, John, Art, Herbie, everyone knows exactly who you're, you're talking about. But um, is it fair enough to say that people don't usually just say Wayne? I mean, he he's... I think anyone who knows the music knows who Wayne Shorter is, but he is a bit more, as you say, enigmatic, not quite the household name that many of these other giants were. Well, we're hoping that's about to change because I think that Wayne Shorter does deserve to be a household name. He has certainly contributed to American music and American history, and that was the impetus behind doing this documentary, was that I felt that the general public should be aware of his contributions because they're vast, and it's not just mm. in the genre of jazz. Indeed, indeed. I mean, it's uh, it's well, it starts off with jazz, but uh, uh, jazz fusion. I mean, it's just a lit- litany. Joni Mitchell, Milton mm. Nascimento. I mean, um, it's Carlos uh, Santana. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> Santana. I mean, where where do you stop with something this film? I mean, it's uh, I guess it gets overused, but it's fair enough to say that he was a visionary. And a pioneer. Yes. Yeah. And if there was, if we did Mount Rushmore's for jazz, you could make a good argument. He should be on it. On it. That's absolutely <laughs> right. And you 
So what's interesting about your film, because as you say, it's not just about the music, it's also about a portrait of him as a man and, and his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've spent a lot of, um, well, he was more than a jazz musician. Let's put it, start there. I mean, philosopher, Johnny Mitch, Mitchell even mentions him as sort of a painter, painting with notes, you know. Um, what What is this, what should people know that they don't know about, uh, I mean, without giving away the whole film, People should yeah. just watch the three the three uh, uh, episodes. But uh, what is it? What is this other side of uh, of uh, Wayne Shorter's life that people may not know about? Well, you know, the story really is about how he grew to greatness, and so much of that is he was a Buddhist, and his philosophy. He was, I think, in a lot of ways, what Wayne did was he spoke through his music. He was having a dialogue with his audience at all times, raising people's frequency beyond, you know, the intellect. He was trying to say things that were formless, like your virtues, fearlessness, you are the master of your own destiny. And he really lived by those principles. And, you know, so many people, they're spiritualists, but when it comes down to it, are they really practicing that every single day of their life? And Wayne, he was that in every sense of the word. He, um, so much about Wayne is that he was very, um, he was he was not behind the scenes. He was a leader in, in a much more subdued, uh, reserved manner. But when you were in his presence, you could feel what emanated from his was greatness. And he he was interested in every single person that he met. He was interested in your story. He was interested in your well-being. And that I, I was always so fascinated that every single person who crossed his path, he was interested in their story. So there's so much about Wayne that's interesting, but he also had this childlike demeanor that was so profound, but childlike. He had maintained that free spirit of a child and the exploration that children have. And he applied that to his music and he applied it to his life in many ways. Yeah, I think, uh, go ahead. Well, he was also started as a visual artist. So when she mm. says paint with pictures, he is very visual. And he always said, I'm making, um, my music is making movies without pictures. And so he was very visual in his compositions as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting too, because he has this, yeah, you're, you're right, he's this avid um, uh, fan of cinema and, and film and... Um, well, we've had other docs on. We've had Miles Davis. We had a, one about James Baldwin. And James Baldwin was similar. Uh, they're very similar kind of uh, individuals, this kind of, I guess, uh, it's about Hollywood at the time and how how we absorbed these sort of images and what it was telling us about our societies and things. And it's uh, and it's throughout his career. I mean, I love even the stuff, not, not to give, you know, spoiler alerts, but even this telling people to watch a film that everyone just agrees is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> but he even gets, <laughs> but yes. then he actually he gets a joy out of it because there's a point to that. There's a, cause he there's a point. Something out of everything. There's yes. something profound that he can glean from every situation. And that's, what's so fascinating about Wayne. Yeah. And so, but as you said, his Buddhism informed this, he practiced it for over 50 years. But there was something there as well before he even found Buddhism, and yeah. uh, and you talked about. I think it was Art Blakey or one other, someone else talked about the you know the he had the imagination of a child still yeah. uh, to to his 
throughout his life. Um, but as you spend a lot of time with him, I gather, because I've been watching the film and I've seen a lot of different, you, you know, it's, it's not just one sit down. You've had a lot of uh, time with him. <laughs> I what, did. Any insights into what was going into, what was, what was and still is in many ways going on in J Wayne Shorter's head? Well, it's <laughs> that I probably can't answer, um, but I can tell you that, you know, I've known Wayne since 1994, and oh, wow. um, he was a very close friend of mine as well. Yeah. I, I did direct his music video for Verve Records in 94, and that's how we met. And he, we stayed friends until the very end. So um, I had a, many, many conversations with Wayne on a personal level and was very mm -hmm. close to his family. I, you know, Wayne has had a profound um, influence on my family as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that he just does that for everybody who is close to him. Um, there's so many layers to Wayne, but I would say mostly he's a very, very principled person. And he, um, I believe that his, he has always been very authentic and true to what he has always done on an artistic level, but in life as well. And so what is, I mean, that's, that's incredible. It brings up many, many issues. How is it trying to make a documentary about someone who's also a close friend? You know, it's, it can be <laughs> a challenge, I'm, I, I'm sure. Um, it, you know, I kind of decided that I was going to always be a fly on the wall and I was going to sort of be a conduit in a way. And, um, you know, I'm not the most obvious, I wasn't the obvious choice to tell Wayne's story. Uh, I think that most people thought, oh, well, she's this young, you know, filmmaker. Why, right. why her? But I think Wayne and I had a, um, a very unspoken understanding of each other. Um, I just got Wayne immediately. A lot of people have a hard time understanding Wayne, but for me, it was very easy. I got it. We both think outside the box. We're always, you know, trying to push the envelope. We're always, you know, we're always looking for something different. That's where we were very aligned. And I think that he knew that I was going to really protect his story and, and tell it truthfully mm. without an agenda. <laughs> Well, isn't it, uh, is it Herbie Hancock who says he wanted to get to know um, Wayne and um, he wasn't sure if he was a genius or if he was <laughs> yes. just crazy and spent yeah. a lot of time with him, discovered he was a genius, but that they also he thinks everyone else is a genius as well. He does. He truly yeah. does. <laughs> so is that, is, and is that how you've, that was, you know, in, in terms of your relationship with him, that's how you've, um, I mean, almost, I mean. You mentioned his spirituality. I mean, it almost sounds like things I hear about people who described it in, in the past as saints, that they're also, they, there's something, you always feel like, you always feel like you are their best friend, almost. Yeah. And yeah. then when you show up at the funeral, whatever it is, yeah, you yeah, find out there's all, people there. <laughs> there's, there's all these like 2,000 people there who say, yeah, he was my best friend, you know. Well, and it's totally genuine. I mean, he is yeah. very interested. And when he is speaking to you, he's very present. And he is interested in your journey, and especially those who are close to him. He he was a spiritual mentor for me and for many people, but also a life mentor, uh, just watching him react to the things, the obstacles in his life and how just never let it, let it get him down. He always saw an obstacle as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, most people, you know, when things get rough, it's tough. But with Wayne, his spirit was always elevated. And I, it was very inspiring to be around. And he was never, he's not a preachy person. That's the mm. thing with, you know, he never preaches about anything. He, he shares things and he's always thinking about things, but mm. um, you're just inspired by being in his presence. Mm. And, um, I, you know, what can I say? There's so much to say about him. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you just you alluded to this as well. I mean, the thing yeah. that, and I wasn't necessarily aware of, uh, but uh, what a, all, you know, add to this a resilience and all the heartbreak that he did encounter in life. Um, yes. It was quite, uh, I mean, we don't have to go down to, to details about that, but it is yeah. quite... Uh, don't know. Uh, many famous, uh, certainly jazz musicians, have had their challenges and tough times. But just this, these sort of seemingly, seemingly, it's probably the right stress on that word, random things that happened in his life that were, you know, f- could be full of heartbreak and, and, and were full of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first marriage, uh, his second wife, and, you know, the, the tragic, uh, tragic deaths and things like that. And yet... Uh, throughout the film, it doesn't seem like that's ever, I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's this interesting insight that he think he sees every, that there's a purpose to every sure. single thing that happens, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a because, reason. Yes, there's a reason. And when you view life as eternal, mm-hmm. that gives you, he has a bird's eye view of life. And, and situations. So he's always able to rise above it and look at it from that point of view. And it's interesting when I met Wayne, um, I was right out of film school. I was directing music videos and mm. um, they said, Oh, we're, we're going to, you, we want you to do a music video for a jazz legend. And I didn't know who Wayne Shorter was. I knew Miles Davis. I knew John. <laughs> Coulter, but I didn't know who, my, who Wayne Shorter was. <laughs> and then I went over there to interview him and I decided he was had such a playful spirit. I decided to ask him a few funny questions or unusual questions like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite animal and why? And <laughs> and if you were in a dark room in a vessel right. by yourself, what would you feel? And of course, his answer was, I'm, I, I love eagles. And if I was in a dark vessel underground, I would fly. And I went, oh my gosh, this guy's great. Yeah. And so we did the whole video. Um, up on a rooftop in the Scientology building in Los Angeles. Um, right, right, and right. so I I feel that in many ways, that's how Wayne was. He always looked from at everything from that point of view. Okay. Well, I think this takes us to a good point for a, uh, a break for our, our listeners and viewers. So we'll be right back with uh, Dorsey Alavi, uh, producer and director of Wayne Shorter, Zero Gravity. Releases on August 25th, on Amazon Prime. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back to Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with uh, Dorsai Lavi, producer and director of Wayne Shorter Zero Gravity. Releases on August Twenty-fifth uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, Dorsai, this doc was a long time in coming, wasn't it? Uh, beso- beyond that, you've known um, Wayne for 
much of your life. Um, uh, did you actually, th- did this actually get started way back in 2015? Is that when this project oh. got kicked off or even before that? Oh, much sooner. Actually, I, in 2004, wow. Wayne said to me, he had just his quartet. He had finally found the right you know, team for his quartet. Right. So excited about it. And I said, well, somebody needs to start documenting this for you. So I flew to Paris and started shooting. And then I really thought about it. And I said, you know what? I Somebody needs to make a film about your life and what you're doing. And mm. he was game. And I. so we sort of started shooting then. And then there was a long period of time where I was on another project and we stopped. But whenever he was in town, I started shooting. Um, but it wasn't until 2013 that I really started to put um, a crowdfunding campaign together and really said, we're going to do this now. It's now or never. And um, it started then and we completed it in 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and how'd the crowdfunding go? You had like a a donor event and all these things. Yeah, I started with the donor event, but then we did a concert fundraiser that Herbie Hancock hosted and a bunch of wonderful musicians played. We raised some funds there and then we started getting funding and it, it just all started to come together. And I, I, in the at the same time, I was shooting all over the world. Wayne was never at home. I was always having to fly somewhere because right. he was touring and and so I had to go wherever he was. So it was, you know, it did take a lot longer because of that reason, but it was so, it was f- so fun to shoot, mm. to shoot all those amazing concerts with him. Well, we've already, uh, and, and, and there's, it's, it's, it's amazing, uh, it's amazing footage what you have. I mean, we've already talked about what it's, what it was like trying to make a film about a, as a, as a friend, but how do you, how do you approach a, um, making a doc about a, well, at, at the very least, a jazz icon and someone like Wayne, who's, I mean, do, do you, can you live up to the artistic, his artistic vision? How do you, or do you try to match that? What do, what are you thinking when you go in saying, how, how am I going to shape this, this project? I actually don't do that. I actually don't think about what I'm going to do. I approached it very much like Wayne approaches his music without a preconceived idea and allow the right. material to start informing me of what this is actually going to be. And I actually didn't know until I had shot everything and I started going into the editing room and really starting to feel what was most essential about the film. But I always led me back to the human being, you know, and Wayne always says, human being first, music second. And that's exactly how I approached making this film is that I started with Wayne as a human being. What do, what do I want to show people? What do I want to tell people about him? And what makes his story universal? Because this is not just about jazz, even though we cover it. And mm. um, But jazz is more than just even a genre, too. So right, right. in many ways, I just went with who I knew. And, and all the interviews, the wonderful people I interviewed, I learned mm. so much more about Wayne Shorter through other people as well. Right. And what's it, uh, what's it like working with Wayne? I mean, you, (laughs) it's different than being a friendship. He's very upfront. He's enigmatic. He's an introvert. Uh, So could make him a potentially difficult subject to put in front of the camera when he's not performing or, or not. Um, How, how was that? Or was he putting, was he trying to give you creative ideas and input as well? No, not at all. Um, 
I think what it comes down to is trust. I think when Wayne really trusts the person who's in front of the, who's shooting the footage or who's interviewing him, a lot comes out. And at the time when you're talking to him, he's he's giving you a lot of information and you may not grasp mm -hmm. how potent that information is till later because there's some of it's so profound and so deep and over your head. But then when you when I actually read the transcriptions, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. What are you saying? It's amazing, amazing, you know? Right, but at right. the moment, you're having a conversation and and I'm trying to get through questions, you know? But there were, he gave me so much because there was a lot of trust between us because we had known each other for so many years. And, and I can always tell when Wayne is uncomfortable in a situation, he, he'll, he'll go, he starts speaking in, riddles and parables because <laughs> he's trying to say something right. that's over the person's head but i know what he's saying right. Right. you know so um i don't know it's uh, it wasn't very hard for me because i know him so well and maybe that's why but yeah. yes wayne is a difficult person for a lot of people to understand and part of the challenge in making the film was to edit it in a way so that people could understand what Wayne was saying and right. pluck out those really potent antidotes mm -hmm. and and make them tangible for people to get, oh, okay, I get it. You know, I get what he's saying. Right. But it's 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 even but it's your film's so much more than that, obviously. It's more than just a, a bunch of talking heads with yes. all these great antidotes, which they're great, believe yes. me. Uh they're yeah. uh they're amazing, but and you get some amazing people on there. But uh you know, you've uh, you th you you tr you uh, pulled out all the stops. I think you've got animation, you've got all kind and very kind of cutting edge stuff going on in terms of trying to bring bring out put put you know as you say paint this portrait of of this man. Well, I didn't want to do a typical documentary, and I didn't want to do uh, a jazz documentary. Right, you know, right. I I wanted to make a film, and I treat I'm a narrative filmmaker, so I yeah. approached it like a narrative, and I I wanted people to feel like they were there in that time period, and that's what those portals are. They're representative of a certain time in his life that was pivotal, and I wanted the audience to feel like they actually were there. Mm. And so some of those recreations and the right. animation and all of that really helped with that. Because I didn't have any footage to work with. Wayne didn't yep. have anything um, for, I'd say, the first, you know, 35, 40 years of his life. I didn't yeah. have anything to recreate a lot of it. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the type of man who would have someone with a video camera running, running, <laughs> running around all the time. <laughs> I'm sure somebody did, but I didn't have access to it. It was, it was hard to find. <laughs> But what's interesting is that it's it often well I guess it often does come back to that inner child. I mean, doesn't he say in the uh, in the towards the end of your film? It's uh, again we're not giving anything away, but it all goes back to that sandlot outside of his vacant, the vacant lot. Yes, yeah. it absolutely does. And he's always inviting people into that vacant lot. By the way, oh, is he? <laughs> he loves to play. You know, he wants it, he wants you to to free yourself up and be authentic and play. And it, it is. It's what makes him such a great artist in many ways because he's not confined to anything. And nor do does he want the genre to be confined in the same way. And do you think that's sort of you know, as you say, he's trying to talk to us through through his music, and is that one of the messages he's conveying to us that we just need to 
latch on to this this inner child that we have and yes. it's not is not weighed down by the expectations of adulthood or whatever it is and can yeah. see the world differently is that kind of well as a child a everything is possible right yeah. and, and and you can make your dreams come true and he is saying to you you are the master of your own destiny and you don't need to be fearful and never give up is his big one. Mm -hmm. You know, he, yeah. he wants people to live their fullest to, to their fullest potential. Yeah. And he feels that vacant lot for him is where was the groundwork for everything that he did in his entire career. Yeah. Well, I will say he's, I mean, I was aware of his music and things, but I certainly wasn't aware of the man and, uh, and the life. So I, it's quite an incredible, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I've, I've had the luxury of seeing it before it's been released. So I do recommend yeah. that everyone else have a, um, do check it out when it releases on August 25th. I think we're coming close to the end of our, our time together, but just, uh, want, just want to say, uh, what's next for you in terms of your career? Well, I have a couple of projects. Um, I am, like I said, I'm a narrative filmmaker, so I am writing a series hmm. right now. And I am looking for maybe another doc. I don't know. But but maybe hop over to the narrative side again for a bit. Yeah. So do but you... I, go ahead. That was it. Uh, yeah, no, I was just, just going to say, there's there are people who do both. Um, yes. There are people who... Uh, Try one and say never again. Um, but uh, how about <laughs> what is what do you f is making a doc harder than making a narrative? Is that an obvious statement, or do you think it just depends? It it depends. I think if you're going to do it like I did it, it's ten. It is harder because it yeah. took a really long time, but not necessarily. I mean, you have challenges in every you know medium, and I think mm -hmm. that narrative film has its own set of challenge it's a shorter process than documentaries you're you're accumulating so much material um and in most times you're actually writing the script mm. in the editing room i mean at least that's the way that i did it right um but i wouldn't say one is more difficult i just think they're very different the process okay. is very different but they're I, I loved making a documentary and i it opened my eyes to other possibilities for sure okay well I do hope after you've uh, gone after your narrative uh, experiment that you do come back to the documentary world, and uh, we'd love to have you on again. And uh, thanks, thank you so much for making this film. I really appreciate it. Uh, just to remind our uh, viewers and listeners, we've been talking with uh, Dorsai Alavi, uh, producer and director of Wayne Shorter, Zero Gravity. Check it out. Releases on August 25th on Amazon Prime on what would have been Wayne Shorter's 90th birthday. But as we've been saying, certainly as uh, Doris has been talking, he's still very much in the present tense uh, yes, as we, uh, very much so. we have, have talked. So, uh, but uh, he's, and always will be as long as uh, people are playing his music. So thanks again for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Factual America. If you did, please remember to like us and share us with your friends and family, wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. I would also like to thank those who make this podcast possible. A big shout out to Sam and Joe at Intersound Audio in York, England. A big thanks to Amy Ord, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who makes sure we continue getting great guests onto the show and everything runs smoothly. 
And finally, a big thanks to you, our listeners. Many of you have been with us for four incredible seasons. Please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Almo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.